Wow. That's actually kind of interesting. <clears throat> alright, alright. I'm doing my usual thing of checking YouTube to make sure it's streaming to it. Alright, we're good. Yeah, um... So the interesting comment was... I was taking a look at Discord events in the same way, and I was able to start it. And when I started the event, it said... I was able to let everyone know, but where does it let it know? There's supposed to be like, I, I don't know, maybe there's like a text channel that says an event is starting. I'm trying to take a look over the different. Over the different text channels we have, I'm not seeing anything. Huh. Interesting, though. Anyways. Welcome back. It's the 26 Podcast. Uh, I know last week was a little dry since we had to go over, or rather not that we had to go over, but I wanted to go over a bit of the community, the brand stuff. Did some reflection on that, and I think I added quite a bit of improvements to the server in the way that I want to see the community grow. Um, the conclusion that I came to was I definitely was spending a lot of time on generating podcast material, but the entire brand itself is supposed to also be equal part community. So I figured as a start, I needed to make improvements to the community server as well. Um, eventually, and I, I don't know when I'll be doing this, and the, the best answer is now I should be doing this now. <clears throat> but if I want to see more interactions on the community server, then I need to start interacting myself. Uh, I should be leading by example when it comes to that. And it's not so much that I should have expectations that other people will start doing it when I start doing it. But it's uh, I think if I really want to see everything grow in the way that I want it to see it grow, then I need to be the person that makes it start. And that goes for a lot of other things from what I've noticed. Um, IRL stuff. So if, if I really want something to get done, then uh, especially when the responsibility is across various amounts of people, strangers included, I'm the one that will usually bring up the idea to start doing it and just go do it. So I think that's, in my belief and in my experiences, that's what I need to do. Um, I don't know. I'll still have to generate ideas as to how I want to even interact on the server. And maybe I'll be getting other people to join me as well in the future. What else? No, I think that's about it. Today we'll be talking about betrayal. Um, so let me pull up that actual... What's so nice is that I can even bring up the event that's being live right now on the Discord community server, and it'll bring up the markdown file that I put, like I posted in there. Um, and I mean, I can always go over to the place where I normally post it and read the markdown file, even though that actually, to be honest, it looks better <laughs> in the text channel than it does from the event section. So that's uh. 
I don't know. It's nice to, to give everyone an idea of what the event is like when they look at the markdown file from the event, but I don't know. It, it looks much better when it's from the text channel instead. Okay, so betrayal. Why is this topic coming up? So over this last week, I've had to do a activity for my communication class, and that one was watching like a... I for, I, totally forget his name and I'm going to search it up right now but I had to watch some guy who's uh, pretty well regarded for his communication and relationship knowledge so he's done talks over it's Dr. Gottman uh, from the Gottman Institute first name No, I'll, I'll just go with Dr. Gottman. So I watched a Dr. Gottman v video on uh, building relationships and building trust in specifically. And the reason why this topic is coming up for the podcast this week is because I've, I, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about how I care about betrayal and what I do with betrayal, how I see betrayal and if I'm betraying other people. Um, I think these are the kinds of things that are important to me because I feel most of when I reminisce uh, over different events that happen in my life, a lot of the ones that come up that prove to me that my self-pity is worthwhile it should stay around is because of the moments where I betrayed other people or when people have betrayed me. Um, and it, it's hard to understand what those, what those betrayal moments are and how they come about. What's the, what defines as the worst kind of betrayal? You know, a lot of people out there have, tend to be secretive. I never understood this. I, like, I'm so over trying to, like, hide my personal identity in the hopes that people won't accept it. Or rather, not in the hopes of, but in fear of people won't accept it. I think I've gotten over the fact that, like, nothing that I have to hide is even worth hiding over anyways i mean maybe some other people might need <laughs> might need to hide something about themselves but um if anything if it's if it's really that bad then you should go seek help um i mean i, I think the the way you accelerate that process is by not hiding anymore i think if you share the kinds of deep dark secrets that you have that you think you have about yourself and if someone tells you that's really not that bad. Or if someone tells you you need to go seek help, at least you have some sort of direction to go from from there. And you, you don't have to ask one person either. You ask like a bunch of different people and they either normalize you or they see you as an extremity. And I think if they really cared about the best interest of you, they, they would tell you what you need to do. Or the collective of people that share information with you will point you in the direction that you need to do that you need to go <clears throat> is this important to talk about i don't know 
You know, I I really don't know. I did. I know it's not very common knowledge to to everyone who understands social transactions with how how those are normally supposed to go and how you perceive the different actions that somebody else does to you and the kinds of actions <clears throat> that you're aware of when you interact with someone else. I think the more knowledge you have over your social interactions, the more control you have over which ones you want to deliberately do. And you can be more masterful in how you interact with the people that you do interact with. And I think you could either maximally impact uh, any direction that you want to take a relationship with. So there's like destructive responsibility that you should be restraining yourself from as you're learning about these social cues and these social interactions. But along with the responsibility gives you the best kit in order to improve the relationships that you have with other people. So that's that's why I think this is really important because your network is everything. I, I believe it to be one of the three reasons why uh, your life gets or like what gives your life meaning. So beyond the consumer and producer um, roles that you have, your network is also one of the big pillars of meaning that you get from your life. Um, I, I don't actually know if I've even talked about that before. You know what, I'll go over it now, but one thing that I'll say before I do is I've, I feel like I've always been meaning to talk about like the depression story from, uh, from my own personal life, and I just never got around to it. One of these days, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, one of these days I'll actually have it up, and I'll, I'll get, I'll do I, I'm so over the idea of just having like a script for it. It's like, I'd rather have it come out organically in, in a way that I'm talking normally. <laughs> like, I, I don't care if I offend anyone. It's just, I got to get it out. It's like the best way. Because I want to be able to reference it too, like in the, in the future podcast. And like have references to it that, where I can just like, say something and everyone would understand the kind of line of thinking that I'm going through based on that history. Because I, I think a lot of my identity is not, not actually so much centered around that, that time in my life, but, um, it's been changed the perspective at least as to how to live life. Anyways, um, the three major things that I think give people meaning are, the role of a producer, the role of a consumer, and the role or and the network that you have. So consuming would be you can be passionate about I don't know food. That's that, that's definitely something some people can get passionate over. <clears throat> so passionate so much that they find meaning over being invested in food. You've seen it with people who are invested in cars, people who like, I don't know, people who like shoes. You have a whole range of, of people out there who get excited over the consumption of a specific thing. For me, I think it's like, I don't, I, it's, it's so 
this is pretty cliche and actually inaccurate but like the truth is what i strive for most of the time it's like i don't really care for getting i, I don't want to hear things that you think i want to hear i want to hear like the actual truth and i think everyone is out the truth to be honest um and so i think that's one of the things that gives me meaning too it's like being able to handle the truth i feel like that's a part of the responsibility as a as as an intellectual in the world it's your responsibility to take in the truth and make sense of it in the best way that you can and if you're given anything but the truth then you're wasting your time and then you're wasting my time really <clears throat> there's the producer stance which is you can do things for other people or make an impact in uh, in society through the good work that you do and so i think that's why a lot of people have uh find meaning through like their jobs so if you land on the on the job you won't feel like you're working your life away you feel like you wouldn't have worked a day in your life if you found the right job <clears throat> and i think that's the producing aspect of it you gain something from you gain meaning through the occupation that you've taken up and that's like the producer role and you can you can find the producer role in different areas too so the responsibilities that you take up give you meaning um that pretty much have like some external effects instead of just internal effects around you. So like having a family for sure. I think if you having like children could give you the most meaning possible, uh, or at least at the producer dimension, but you could totally have, um, meaning through like the consumption perspective as well, or the consumption pillar as well. So, <clears throat> Or like some of the some of the situations are both like a consumer and a producer, or you gain like meaning through the producer and consumer lens is what I was trying to say there. And then the last one being your network. So like your network are the ones that if you're not finding anything else between producing or consuming, at least you have a network that you can rely on that will like share your suffering <clears throat> and i think the the sharing at least gives you some sense of non-isolation but i think the network is actually very important and i think you they kind of flow together in some sense because without consuming it produce like the network layer is a complete is well <clears throat> it's pretty much interacting oh my god i need a drink but <laughs> Now, I think the network layer is an uh, interactive layer for both the consumer and producer role that you, that you have in your life. <clears throat> Every aspect of your consumption and producing role are governed to some degree by your network. So... Yeah, that's what I wanted to clear up before getting into it. But anyways, the import the importance of this topic in particular is that betrayal is really more so about 
knowing how to interact with your network in a way that is more meaningful to you. Um, and I think going over different acts of betrayal or trust building will help others understand how they need to interact with their network in the way that is the most meaningful to them. So why do people betray? Let's talk about, instead of doing that, let's talk about like different acts of betrayal. And then we'll go into like why people betray. So the biggest act of betrayal that I learned from Ottoman was that giving up on someone and then understanding that you can do better, that the person that you're interacting with is actually replaceable instead of believing that, instead of cherishing your relationship with them, that's the biggest act of betrayal that you could do or like the biggest switch of betrayal. And then you have like different, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like there's some other acts of betrayal that generally people go through. So if you put your trust in someone not to share like sensitive information about yourself and they go and share it anyways, that's a kind of betrayal that, you know, the other person didn't go with what your wishes were for them having that information but at least it's not them giving up on you completely if they're willing to mend the kind of social repu yeah the social destruction of your reputa reputation if they're willing to mend that or remedy that then you know that's still better than them totally giving up on you and then just putting you in the dirt afterwards but <clears throat> no the biggest source of betrayal would be the one as described and I've had people like that do that to me. Ones that, and I know Alon can talk about this too, but people have just, people who've had a bunch of power in my life giving up on me is, I don't think there's any worse feeling. Especially when they're like, I don't know, I feel like I put in a lot of effort into a relationship like that and just all of a sudden they don't care anymore. They were unwilling to mend the kind of damage that was done. And that's like the worst betrayal is me still being invested in, in the relationship while they are not. And that's pretty rough. And the way that I coped with that is... I felt like I kept reaching out. It, it still bothered me all the time. And I felt guilty over the things that... that led up to the betrayal itself. But I always internalized the the reasoning for why things went the way they did to not, to not me <clears throat> or to, to not them not liking me, but to me doing something poorly so much so that they're willing to give up on my character. So it's, it's always been like a internal, um, internal like problem is, is how I saw it.
instead of like understanding that there's an external factor that's believing that it's an internal problem for me. Yeah, I don't know. Feeling like feeling like there's something wrong with you is like the worst thing that someone could tell you either verbally or just through the the idea that you're no longer worth their time. Oh, bless me. So why do people do it, though? Well, I think always you need to evaluate to where... Well, okay, this is like, you know, my perspective after the fact. I used to be a really caring kid, by the way. So I used to treat so many people with kindness and try my best to mitigate both like my <laughs> young boy horny moans and uh and also trying to be like a kind innocent kid too so you know playing with all of those have led me to do some pretty stupid things in my life but where i would take the hit most of the time and sometimes i would I don't know. I'd play around with the kind of power that I had over people as well. So I, all I'm saying is that I wasn't the best kid as much as I tried to be. And I've gotten myself in places where they've turned around the, the kinds of way that I give out my trust. Um, and so, you know, looking back on it, why would people, why would people betray in the first place? They either feel, from my understanding of it, in the situation where someone gave up on me, I think it was because I betrayed them in an equally damning way in their eyes. And so the, the way that they came up with for their method of betrayal was to match the kind of betrayal that I gave them. And actually, I think it's pretty unfair. I don't I don't think there was uh I don't think that was even close. So I, I was done dirty by this said person to not be talked to anymore. <laughs> Given away, gave up on. It's not a good feeling. When do I betray other people? I feel like I don't. As of right now, anybody, I, I think with betrayal, you have to have trust before betrayal happens. And so I believe, I believe I don't betray people in the same way that, like, some of these acts describe. Like, I give up on people all the time, but it's not like we've established any kind of trust to begin with. So, it's like, it may hurt the other person, but it's not like complete betrayal either for example my gaming habits <laughs> whenever i'm like group queuing i usually give up on my team almost 80 percent of the time it's like i don't believe in the team myself included enough to beat the other team 
think it was just a bad roll of whatever external factors there are and just move on to the next one. Like, I also give up on the game, too, which is pretty BM. So, <laughs> like, I'm not invested in the game. Not invested in uh, the kind of, like, the group conditions that were put upon, like, the the situation. You know, I just easily give up on a lot of things, and I give it out pretty frequently, too. Maybe it's because <laughs> someone did me dirty with that trick, so now I'm doing everyone dirty with that trick all the time. Wow. And that's why I think, like, I'm such a spiteful guy, too. I just hate everything. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's why I'm, like, betraying everything all the time, or just ev giving everyone the cold shoulder. Maybe I just have a lot of bundled-up hate. That's why I think, like, I'm such a bad guy most of the time. Everyone else would disagree with that. I think a lot of people would take a look at my life and externally, well, yeah, from an external point of view, just give me the benefit of the doubt that half the things that I do are kind of innocent or could mean something else. I think most of my social interactions are pretty deliberate, pretty intentional, and so the inner workings of, you know, well, understanding like the social interactions for myself, yeah, I think I'm pretty awful and pretty cruel. If I want to be, and usually I want to be pretty cruel. Oh, Wow. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So now we know Spencer, like, betrays people a lot or, like, gives people the gold shoulder. Tries to be, like, the maximally impacting of each of the different social interactions that I do and the actions that I do. Um, and I think the reason why I do that is because... I think I'm standing up for myself when I when I do stuff like that. It's like standing up for what I believe in. I'm not afraid to showcase like who I am. So I'm willing to backstab other people in the and not play the role that I'm supposed to play in like these social interactions or like these environments. Because I don't want to put any trust in this, in like the conditions that that either the social interaction is or the group environment that I'm a part of. I think there's always a separation between my own identity and the role that they want me to play when I'm in those situations. And so, I think by not going along with the the role. That's the kind of betrayal that I'm going for. You know what? I feel like I've babbled on <laughs> about my personal life. Let's move on to some other stuff. <clears throat> How do you perceive most people build trust?
I think most people just engage in dialogue in the same way that most normal people do. However... It's hard to know. Usually when I'm out in social environments, I try to look at how other people chat with each other or interact with each other. Because I don't think that interacting, <laughs> myself interacting with other people isn't very useful to me. There's this very specific set of people that I want to talk to. And most of the time, I don't find those kinds of people. But when I watch other people and I see them talk... Um, most of them start, they, I think through, actually this, this actually leads to the same, same idea. I think the reason why I don't like talking to people is because there's a very specific person that I'm looking for. Well, not sp specifically like person but like a specific character that i'm looking for and i think the way that you build trust is you talk with people and the way and the reason why you talk with people is because it showcases yourself so the same idea comes through when you talk about yourself you're showcasing yourself and i think that's why other people also get the same message that i'm getting except for i'm not willing to accept like other like a specific set of I'm only willing to accept a specific set of people, whereas I feel like other people don't really care about who comes to them. And so you're developing trust through understanding the kind of identity that the other person has while also giving out your own. And that's like, that's also another great idea too. <clears throat> so when you're talking with someone, you're not only interacting with someone else and gaining information about them part of the trust building portion of building a network is giving yourself out too so i think in order to build to optimally build trust in with different relationships is you need to not only know the other person through conversation but you also need to give out your identity as you can like having a conversation too and so having <clears throat> i don't know you have the there's a typical social interaction exchange that comes up when you're talking with anyone and they ask like how are you today and you know people say back yeah i'm doing fine when really they're not fine I think part of the, the trust building that comes along with that is is by actually saying how you feel when you're given that kind of question rather than just doing some some social gesture in response to the question that was prompted to you. Like, are you alive today? Yes, I'm alive today. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how you're answering that question whenever it comes up i think part of why i hated that question so much is because i what like i never got to be <laughs> i never actually said what i wanted to say and it's not that i even wanted to say anything it was like it i never said i never said what was true when it came to that question 
or I never say what is true when, when someone asks me that question. And so I just hate answering that question altogether. And maybe sometimes I just don't ask or like answer it at all. It's like, if I'm not going to answer it the way that I think is meaningful, then why would I answer it at all? So I just stay quiet instead. Anything like, <clears throat> any questions that are just trivial, I just don't like to answer. Or something that's just not true. Like if I if I were to like answer the social cue with the with the normal social gesture, it just wouldn't be true to how I was feeling. And it wasn't as true to how I was feeling, then I wouldn't answer it. But yeah, I think most people build trust through conversation. And the more that you're willing to expose yourself or your like your character, the more other people are going to understand who you actually are. And that's the kind of trust that you build with others. Showcasing yourself is what you do to build trust. Because people are willing to either invest in you more or they're willing to, sh or, or they're going to shy away from you. And I think the, the reason why I answer with showcasing yourself builds more trust is because even if you shy away 99 people, the one person that you've the one person that's willing to accept you for who you are is the one that really matters so it it it's not actually most of the time i feel like people are looking for a specific character to to be in their network um but Oh gosh, where, where was I going with that? Yeah, most people are looking for a specific character uh, in order to be like friends with, but there's also people out there who want to see you as for who you are or for the, the f yeah, in the way that you present yourself. <clears throat> and so I think those are the people that matter the most. Or should be, should matter the most because they make up your your future network. <sighs> Different levels of betrayal. We kind of went over those already. Um, there's the there's also another general experience of people cheating on each other in a relationship, and that's kind of strange. I don't know if that's necessarily a betrayal method. Well, it totally is, but. Would you rather have someone cheat on you? Or would you rather have someone... Uh, is there any difference? I don't think there is. Would you rather have someone cheat on you? Or would you rather have someone uh, just give up on you? And just drop you completely? I don't actually know. Which one's worse? Anyways, both both are pretty much, I don't know. I feel like if someone cheated on you, it's the same thing as saying they gave up on you. But in a very drastic and pretty cruel way. <laughs> now, to be honest, if someone were to cheat on me, I guess I really wouldn't care. Mostly because I feel like I've always had a foot out the door in relationships anyways. So, it's like... You know, clearly we weren't a good enough match for you to stay loyal. So, you know. 
clearly my insufficiencies aren't good enough for you to believe that I'm worthwhile anymore, so I guess we're done. That's the kind of way that I would deal with, like, relationship betrayal. I'm really not emotionally invested. I know other people are, like, crippled by that stuff, though. Like, you have them for months just drinking, <laughs> binging alcohol, terrible habits. It's a sad sight. It's a real sad sight. I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Like, one of your massive pillars, one of the three pillars have been... Well, actually, all three pillars have pretty much been affected in a relationship. You're caring for your partner while also being loved by your partner. And, you know, that's one person in your network that you can't really trust anymore, even though they've been put at the highest of the hierarchy in your network. So, all three of your pillars of meaning have been affected by this one act of betrayal so much so that you don't even know your identity anymore because most of the meaning that you got from in the different dimensions that you can get meaning were from this person <clears throat> wow it's ridiculous This is true. So, Isabel just had a uh, listener's thought post. She said, I think being cheated on is worse than someone straight up giving up on you. The giving up is a straightforward, sorry, giving up is straightforward and honest. Cheating on someone, they're basically giving up on you, but don't have the respect or courage to admit, to admit it to you and or themselves. So, yeah. There is the authoritarian, well, it's not authoritarian, it's the, uh, oh gosh, authenticative? No. There's the authentic action of admitting that, that you don't think the other person is, like, a good fit for you, network-wise. And you can internally understand that. Whereas I feel like with cheating, it's not, you're not understanding the bigger picture of what's happening to, about yourself. And so, you go and cheat without understanding that the, the current relationship that you're in isn't good enough for you. And you're not willing to admit it to your partner. <clears throat> I guess in the way that someone's dropped me is much different than someone else cheating on me. The way that I was dropped was very, um, <clears throat> it was like, it seemed kind of overly dramatic, but I was like listed reasons why I wasn't like worth being in the their network anymore and then i was just like completely socially dropped <clears throat> afterwards just on red the whole time yeah it wasn't that great
No, I thought that was worse than, than like, the potential of being cheated on. But then again, I've never been cheated on, so, you know, what, what can I really say? Oh, my cat just got down. <sighs> Is betrayal all that bad? I think the truth comes out eventually. And I think people change all the time. So I don't think... Like, I think the reasons for feeling betrayal are pretty minuscule. <clears throat> Once you understand that, like, all the... All the factors that go into your relationships with other people are equally internally dependent as well as externally dependent. So I think the the reasons for feeling betrayal need to be limited. You shouldn't feel as betrayed as... I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe this is me always having like a foot out of the door with everything, but... Maybe what I'm trying to say here is is that you shouldn't be as trusting as you should be. And I don't know how well that actually... I don't know. That's not the right way to live. I don't think. I mean, yeah, you could always have like a clear mind like mine. It's not actually... I, I'm definitely over-glamorizing my, <laughs> my own mental state. But now... Or my, uh, my own stability. But... You know, I think... Uh, the more you have a cool head, the more control you have over the situation. Actually, no. The more, the more realistic of an idea you have over the con like the control of the different variables that you that you have. <clears throat> and once you understand that you actually don't have a lot of control over anything, you don't really have. You have less of a reason to get mad because it's not in your control anymore. Or perhaps it never was. I think part of the betrayal is not knowing. Is feeling like you had control over a specific dimension of a relationship and not actually having that. Or having control in the relationship at all. You have to allow someone else to have that kind of power in a relationship. And that's the, the trust that you build is by maintaining the kind of power over that other person. If they're allowing you to, to maintain that control. No, I think I'm actually going to call it there. Um, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I like woke up at <laughs> 3.40. It wasn't a good time. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm... Voice was a little scratchy, still needed dr to drink a little bit. Um, I'm pretty tired. Yeah, it's not a good time. So hopefully next week, by next week, I'll have a sleep schedule set up. So um, I, I mean, I'm not saying I hope I'm actually going to do it tonight. Uh, I think I, I think what really helps is being able to keep track of everything that you want to maintain. And so, like, with my weight loss, for example, I was doing a Excel sheet daily. On the daily, I was looking over 
the different metrics to be inspired over when it came to like the weight loss journey. And so I might need to do that for like a sleep schedule instead. Um, and part, I'll see like a lot of other dimensions of my life improve from a better sleep schedule too. So today will be the first day when I start, you know, going to bed at a normal time. Not so much normal time, not like a normal time, a fucking, a better time, that's for sure. <clears throat> and waking up at a specific time as well. But yeah, my body has not been that great. It's been pretty tired, and I, I'm not a huge fan of that. I get like bursts of excitement and passion throughout the day. Um, at very specific times too, and then I'm not able to like sleep at a at a time either. So I think I don't know what I need to do. I think I also need to like improve my exercise habits too. I think I need to go like run. So I need to get my heart rate up a lot higher than what it is now. Anyways, enough of me babbling. I'll figure something out for next week. And I'm also going to try and improve the community server in the way that's more meaningful to myself. And for the vision that I see the community server going to. But yeah, thanks for listening. I'll chat with you guys next week.